Hi, welcome to the first episode of our new podcast, Sexy Back, where we will be discussing the world around sex. We have been working so hard to get this project off the ground, and it's so amazing that I can welcome all of you now. I'm so excited to start this series with an interesting topic. I'm sure you guys already read the title, and if not, we are talking about Pornhub and OnlyFans today. The first guests to be in our podcast will be our two special guests, Katie and Mary. Welcome. You may ask yourself why they're here. Well, Katie and Mary are from two whole different generations. Tell us a bit more about yourself, please. Well, I'm Katie. I'm 21 years old and I'm a student of English. Um, I guess you could say I'm from the Generation Z, the ones from 1990s until 2005, I think. Uh, and I would consider myself quite open-minded. My name's Mary. I'm 65 years old of age and I'm I'm a retired school teacher. So this is quite exciting for me right now to be sitting here with person um, being in like such a different position as me. So, uh, yeah. I totally get that. I hope you're not too nervous for this show. Uh, we want to have a good environment. But I want to ask beforehand, are you both familiar with the terms Pornhub and OnlyFans? Mm, well, due to my job of having worked with adolescents, I've heard some things about both terms. However, I'm not quite familiar with the subjects, but with the things I got to know about them. And being honest about it, I have already formed my opinion. Oh, wow. Okay. And you, Katie? I think personally, I am very familiar with both Pornhub and OnlyFans, as most people in my generation are familiar with. And it's very common to either use it or watch it um, or see it come across on social media. I will uh, introduce a topic. Uh, Pornhub and OnlyFans for the listeners at home because maybe you guys already know something about it but some people don't so I will explain it shortly. Uh, Pornhub is one of the largest uh, platforms where porn is shared on and it's accessible for everyone who has internet. OnlyFans is a bit um, a bit harder to uh, access. You have to pay someone and they share their content and they sell their pictures and videos so it's more an enclosed setting. Uh, what are your reactions to the topic? I think personally that the usage and image of Pornhub and OnlyFans shouldn't be seen as something that is taboo or shouldn't be discussed at all. I think exactly on the contrary, it should be discussed to openly create a better understanding of the people behind these media and to make sex and nudity something that you can discuss instead of think of something that's very negative. Yeah, well, although it seems to me to some extent, like a courageous thing to do. I'm shocked hearing about those girls and boys on OnlyFans presenting their body to the world without any professional background. Like, what I mean is, there is no professional contract and, like, they are so much more exposed to dangers than those doing amateur porn. But, I mean... Them still too are also exposed to different dangers, I would say. So now that you guys are a bit prepared for the questions, uh, I will explain how this interview will go. Um, well, it's not really an interview. It's more like a discussion. And I don't want to really intervene with it. Um, so I will propose the questions to you one by one. 
And I hope you can both like kind of discuss uh, what you think about it, what you thought about it, maybe your opinion changed or what your opinion is based on. Uh, I'm very interested and I'm sure the listeners will be too in what you have to say. And maybe you will even find a middle ground. Are you guys okay with it? Then I will start your questions. Yeah, sure, sure. Just Definitely. How would you describe the image of nudity and sex in the 21st century? I personally think that women are still being objectified uh, and seen as a lust object, but more and more people are empowering women and men to portray themselves however they want to. Um, nudity is still frowned upon by most people, but depending on where this nudity is displayed, they are frowned upon. Nudity in American films, for example, is rarely seen, but in Dutch films or European films in general, uh, naked people are shown all the time, like breasts and genitals as well. Uh, so I think that nudity and sex are quite accepted depending on the culture you're in. So I think, for example, in Europe, it would be more accepted than in America. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, very interesting listening to Katie because um, I do think that a lot might have changed to the good, but also to the bad. I mean, it is true that women women are, are still objectified, um, which also gives a direct link between such and the acts of aggression and violence against them. Um, because, I mean... We're living in a, I mean, looking back at my days, um, I would say that to some extent it was very, very free back then in the 70s. The image of nudity and sex was like a refreshing thing. And um, I mean, nowadays, like, it seems to me that there has been like this evolution of getting more prude and now it's becoming a bit more like open again. But there are always these dangers which are associated with it. Like I already mentioned, the aggression and violence against against women, um, which is certainly a very big thing. Like, and this can also again be linked then to these new themes, like the subjects that we are discussing right now, like porn up and OnlyFans. So. Um, I would say I'm actually very curious on how this image of nudity and sex will progress uh, more in this 21st century. But um, I mean, I cannot predict anything and I can only hope that it's going to be not too much of violent and aggression in, in all of this. Thank you for giving such a nice explanation. Uh, maybe you can do that too with the next question. Uh, what is your vision on nudity and pornography in movies and in on social media? Maybe Katie can start. All right. Um, I believe it's everyone for themselves when it comes to social media. Um, because if you want to put your naked body on your socials, be my guest. As long as you're over 18, you're not doing anything wrong. And if you feel like you want to put yourself out there, you can just do so. That's that's fine. If if people don't want to see it, they can just unfollow you or just simply scroll away. Uh, a difference, however, is uh, the social media platform. Um, if you really post very very nude pictures, for example, uh, where your breasts or your genitals are showing, Instagram, for example, wouldn't be the right place to do so. I don't think the uh, platform even allows it to. Um, 
so that's where OnlyFans would come into the picture as it's uh, a paywall-centered place. Children are having a harder time to get onto OnlyFans. They are not allowed to, but they might struggle more to get onto it illegally, for example. But for example, if you look at nudity in movies, it's simply showing a body to me, which shouldn't pose as much of a problem. They rarely show very vulgar images of nudity. Yes, I do understand what Katie is saying. Because nudity has has always, I mean, it's a natural thing. It exists and it has always existed also back when, when I was younger. It, it's still like, I mean, especially as I already told before, like in the 70s, like everything was like, there was this era of becoming more free, becoming more like intimate with your own body and like being more aware of it and so I personally would not say that nudity in movies or pornography in movies should be like a very bad thing however I do have the same opinion in that case as Katie that in social media it's it goes into a different direction as still social media it's a worldwide thing it's everybody has access to it everybody like if you're one time if you're not being very careful and you're not putting your i i think that there's this option to put your profiles on on private isn't there i think so right so um yeah, I, I think if you're not paying enough attention, this can happen, you know, and everybody can look at whatever you're posting. And so therefore, I personally, I'm, I, I think children, like young people should really, really take much more care about this and think much more about what they're doing on social media when, when posting their buddies, they're doing it now. Because my, my daughter, she has also shown me a lot about her friends. And I'm I, I'm honestly saying I'm very shocked uh, how her some of her friends are exposing their own bodies, like even if they're not exposing them completely naked, but still they're making it like more they they're portraying themselves in a way in a way sexier way, which I personally I don't understand because why why is it needed? You see, why do you need to do that? Why do you need, I mean, it's good that you have confidence, but why do you need to portray so much skin? So So I think that we kind of came to a middle ground that the pornography in movies and on in social media is like for a certain extent, it's extended, it's acceptable. But when it comes to, to children seeing it or being able to upload it, it's not okay. Do you guys both agree on that statement? I would definitely agree on that statement because children should be kept out of the porn industry by consuming it and producing it. So that's definitely a a hard pass, a big no-go. But I also want to say uh, to Mary saying um, her daughter's friends posing on Instagram, for example, in a way that would be seen as sexy or seen as uh, a lot of skin it's, it's on the consumers of the media to decide that they find it sexual. I think if someone feels confident in their pictures and should be, and wants to post something about how they feel confident, then why not let them? It's, the problem lies with the people sexualizing them. Yes, I mean, I, I, do, I do understand your point. 
I'm trying to be as open-minded as I can be, but still, I'm. I think I'm always going to be a bit, bit more on the conservative side on that. I mean, maybe you are going to give me different insights now in this podcast. So maybe I will be more free to change my mind in the future. Who knows? But uh, yeah, let's just see how the things go on. And I'm, I'm actually very uh, interested to get other points of view from you. Absolutely. Yeah, it's very nice to hear that you want to change your mind, and maybe it will. We're just starting, of course. Um, well, I recently came across this article, which was the ambivalence of vulgarity. I think it was written by Brunker, and there was mentioned the word the word vulgar. Vulgar just seems like an objective term. What is vulgar to others may be not vulgar at all from for some other people. Depending on your environment, culture, background, or maybe even your parents, and even so much more. Um, vulgarity seems like a term we can fill in ourselves. So could you describe uh, what in your terms means vulgar, vulgarity? I think for me, a uh, few things are really vulgar anymore. Because I think for nudity, for example, or pornography... I wouldn't label vulgar on it. I think for now I could narrow it down to physically public sex, like people having sex in a park. That's something that I would still find vulgar, but that's mostly because vulnerable people or people who don't want to see it um, may be forced to see people having sex, even though they don't want to. Other than that, there's few things that I really find vulgar. I mean, vulgar to me is just a term. Like is mainly about sexuality and sex and manners. Like it is vulgar to me. Vulgar, like a joke, can be vulgar. You know, when it's like about sexuality, like it's just not a thing to do. It's like when you're. That, that's what I mean with the manners. You know, you always should have some manners. You always should know how to talk and how to act. So. That's why I, I actually link both of them. It's really difficult to, like, it's a very broad theme. So it's really difficult to completely narrow it down into detail. And I don't think that we actually have the time for that. But yeah, as I explained, I think that also, like, the body itself, it can be, it can be very vulgar, you know like the way you're uh, portraying it. Oh, yeah, that's nice that you said that, because the next question um, is something along those lines. Uh, do you think that the body in the media has become more vulgar? I mean, if I'm going to continue where I was right now. Yeah, sure. Yeah, of course. Um, yes, I do think that the body in media has become more vulgar to some extent, because... Um, as already mentioned, looking at all those uh, young girls and boys like posing in front of mirrors and you know trying to attract other people, right? So I do think that the idea of vulgarity there comes in when thinking about that part that they are not they are doing it for like a some fake confidence, nearly, if you could say so, because. I do think confidence is good to some extent, but why would you 
post something to get confidence by being appreciated by other people when confidence is something that you should have on your own, not being said by other people, right? So If I could hook into that. Um, of course. I think that posting something on social media because you feel confident, maybe you post it because you want other people to feel confident too. If you have a body type that uh, differs from the, the norm or from the Hollywood body types that you usually see, other people with a similar body type might also feel confident. So I think it could be a very healthy thing. Uh, but if I re refer to the question, with has the media become more vulgar? It just depends on what you see as vulgar. I would say that uh, the body in media has become more nude. It's, it's seen more often with less or with fewer clothes. But to me, that's not vulgar. I do and very much re respect your point. Um, I actually, I, I, I really like it. It's uh, something I've actually never thought about. So I would very much like to thank you in that aspect for telling me um, that showing off your body can also be a try to boost others' confidence. Like, on a second thought, I actually think that it's a very pretty idea, though. And I must say that I'm still with my opinion. However, I do really like this. Thank you. And then we're on to the next question. I already gave a brief instruction in the beginning on what OnlyFans was. I suppose uh, most of the people are aware of Pornhub is. However, did you know what OnlyFans was before you came to this podcast? Uh, no, I mean, kind of. As already mentioned before, like I think I mentioned it in the very beginning, I uh, taught some children and I mean, being 65 years old, uh, I'm not retired for a very long time. So... Um, I didn't exactly know what OnlyFans was. I did know some things. I knew that uh, OnlyFans was an uh, internet platform and uh, I, uh, I knew that some people were making money of it by like portraying themselves naked. But I did not really know the, the how should I say, the how this portrayal how far it would go i didn't know if people would portray themselves completely naked or only partially naked or i, I didn't even know that people could have um followers there or whatever so it is indeed very very new for me this whole subject so derived from that what are your thoughts on OnlyFans and pornhub i know we kind of answered this in the beginning um but now we kind of got into the subject you hear some thoughts of your neighbor um what are your thoughts now like going deeper in what the um essence is of only fans and porn of how it works like the structure how it works in society what what can you say about that um i think that only fans is uh, a safe way of selling images of your body uh, as it can be monitored rather easily um much better at least than, for example, the dark web or um, shady websites. Um, OnlyFans also has the advantage of a paywall, so people have to pay uh, in order for, for, to, for them to see your body, and you decide who gets to and who whose payment actually comes through. 
Um, so in that case, I would say it's safer for you to decide who sees your body. If we look at Pornhub, I think it's a bit less safe in that aspect because everyone can see the videos on Pornhub without having to go through the paywall. Having They can just watch it for free, most videos at least. But Pornhub has been doing a lot of research on the creators and has deleted millions of videos a few years ago. Um, and those videos contained uh, possibly minors that were in the porn industry uh, against their own will. So I think uh, Pornhub is starting to become a lot more safe than it was before. But overall, I think both OnlyFans and Pornhub are some of the safest ways to consume nude media or porn. And as most people have a desire to anyway, why not make a, why not use a rather safe website like OnlyFans or Pornhub? Well, I do not really agree with that view, I would say. Because I still think that even though you said that OnlyFans might be a safe way of selling images of the body, um, I still believe that it's not that safe because I do know that it is possible to take screenshots, right, on your phone. Of so course. even if you're paying, like if somebody is like paying for seeing your pictures, you know, they can still take screenshots and just send them around, you know. So I wouldn't agree on the fact that it's very safe. Um, for me, it actually equals very much Pornhub in that sense. Because there is this opportunity of still pictures getting sent around, of still being an open prey to everyone. In my opinion, I respect everyone. I respect everybody who wants like whatever they want to do. I mean, that's what I should be doing, right? But I personally would never put something on OnlyFans or Pornhub. Can be a parallel drawn between sex work, like this uh, prostitution. For me, in my opinion, there is a link that can be drawn. I mean, it is the oldest profession in the world, which is fine. I mean... But in my opinion, there are other ways nowadays to get... If it's only the money, there are other ways to get money today. There are so many professions nowadays which can be carried out uh, instead of having to upload some pictures or some videos and getting money for portraying something sexual that she should actually be doing. Can, can I say something about that? Of course. Yeah, of course. Because I think uh, you're, you're saying there are other ways to earn money, but what if people just want to earn their money through OnlyFans because it's easier than physical sex work, for example? Um, but we're assuming in this case that all the people working on OnlyFans or on Pornhub are doing this voluntarily. They want to do this. It's not like they're being forced to do this. How would you react to that? I mean, of course, I get it because there are those two sides in regarding sex work. That is very true. And yes, it's it's true that I also believe that OnlyFans, OnlyFans actually might be more on a in wanted purpose. But for Pornhub, I don't know the industry much enough to be saying if people are forced into it or not at all. So, a really hard topic actually to uh, to be to be discussed. It definitely is. No, you're 
you're totally right. It's a very different, difficult topic to talk about. And that's why we're here, right? But then on to the next question. Can you comment on this statement? OnlyFans and amateur Pornhub has changed the perception of the body and sex over the past few decades. What do you think of that, Katie? Oh, I I absolutely agree with it. That it has changed the perception of body and sex. Um, many people have a negative or incorrect image of what sex and body should look like or should be like. Um, for example, Pornhub shows spectacular, hour-long, mind-blowing sex that is simply not realistic for most people. Young men, for example, they may think that they have to have an erect penis no matter what, and women think they should always scream and squirt because of the unrealistic expectations that are being portrayed in porno uh, films. However, uh, people who read a little bit into porn or know uh, something about sex education, they know that it is unrealistic and simply watch it to get off quickly. Uh, rather than that they think this is a way to have sex. Um, so when watching the right porn, which might be a very broad term, it can also teach you a thing or two about the body. It may give you some inspiration for when you're actually having intercourse with someone um, or you're just there for a bit of fun, not necessarily to learn something. Yeah, for me, I do absolutely agree with the statement of OnlyFans and Amateur Pornart having changed perception of body and sex over the past few decades. But um, I still have some mixed feelings about it. I mean, yes, um, it might be that a boost of confidence has been done through OnlyFans and Amateur Porno. Um, but it certainly also has changed the perspective of young people regarding the way they act. Um, children, for example, should, not, should act like children, you know, and not like wannabe adults. I mean, just look at the 13-year-olds nowadays... Like some of them dressed the way my 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 twenty five year old daughter dresses when she goes out partying, you know. Like young girls are becoming, like just in this way, young girls are much more becoming the prey of old guys, older guys, and only fans and amateur porn of uh, leading them to such ideas. So with that in mind, I think only fans serves as kind of a like dehumanization towards the body, as it gets listed as a product instead of something beautiful and unique we talked a lot about uh the statements from you guys now um but we also took some interviews so we will listen to some fragments of interviews we took in the past month we asked students at radboud university in nijmegen what they thought of the question have you ever discussed the image of the body and nudity on social media with other generations with other generations, for sure, yeah. No, my mom is very open-minded, so I definitely have those conversations a lot with her. Um, and sometimes my dad, too. And with your parents, for example, or family members? Oh, no. <laughs> no. Okay. Don't even start with that. <laughs> my family is in that regard really strict, so uh, no nudity. I wasn't even allowed to watch, like, a kissing scene on television, for example. Probably, yes, but I do not really remember exactly what it was about. I was watching uh, Dirk Fruit with my mom. Well, it was, I think, 10 years ago. And we were looking at each other. Like, Are we going to watch this together? I don't think so. <laughs> Not with other generations, with more my generation. But on social media, yeah, with other like uh, open-minded people, mostly queer people. Yeah, you know, sex is just sex. Everyone does it. <laughs> or most people do it. <laughs> 
So what do you think this says about each generation or maybe even about the public opinion on nudity? Uh, well, I think as you can hear, uh, most people that were spoken to had not necessarily discussed nudity with our generations. Uh, to me, that mostly shows that there is still a lot of negativity surrounding the subject um, and it's still seen as something that's taboo-like. I think that maybe people would discuss this with their own friends, so with most likely their own generation more often than that they would with, for example, their parents or grandparents or older people or younger people that they meet. Yeah, I have to agree on that with, with Katie. It's, I mean, still, it's what we heard. And um, if I'm not mistaken, though, there are a lot of young people who have been asked. In that case, more difficult for me to focus on these interviews because there are not a lot of people from my age who have been asked. So that really only makes me agree with Katie on the young generations. And how would you parent your kid considering the open-minded 21st century generation? Um, Katie, you're like maybe the closest to becoming a parent so you can kind of um, choose what to do. Can you start with this? Of course. Uh, I think if I were to have children, uh, I would try to educate my children as much as possible. I want them to know how to have safe sex, but also that sex should be fun. It should be something that's not dangerous. It shouldn't be something angry. It should be something that you really enjoy and that everyone consents to. Biology classes mostly teach about the negative effects of sex, such as STDs and unwanted pregnancies. But when do they teach children about the female orgasm, for example, or same-sex relationships and how they could have sex? As for nudity, I would teach that my children uh, that are appropriate and inappropriate places to be nude, but that being nude shouldn't be a shameful thing. Everyone has a body, and seeing many different bodies creates a healthier image of what people can and should or maybe want to look like. And um, Mary, you already uh, raised kids yourself maybe, but how would you do it nowadays? I must admit that although being rather on the conservative side of things, I, um, I actually do have gotten a bit more of an insight now into the whole topic, which also makes me partly agree now with Katie. Um, education is the most important thing. Therefore, everyone should have as much access as they could. My child, in this case, should be having the right education about unwanted pregnancies and STDs, of course, and also be able to express themselves. I mean, it's important, you know. I would always tell my child not to be scared of their sexuality, but also that there is no need for having to sell to hold the own body in the internet, you know, a whole whole worldwide place where everyone has access to. In my opinion, and I'm very sorry to say, is in my opinion, it's a very nasty idea of getting fast money. So I think you should, as a young person, and also as the parent of the young person, you should always think about the future, like the job of the child, future job, the future partner even. You never know, right? So how how many problems could be occurring only because of one mistake which has been done once when somebody was an adolescent? You cannot put all of your thoughts on your children because there's always going to be society who's always going to kind of raise your children with you because your children will always see different things of society as they see at home.
Well, thank you so much. Sadly, everything has an end and we've come to the end of the first episode of Sexy Back. I think that the main thing we can learn from this is that there will always be different opinions on the same topic. However, being understandable and open-minded to these opinion variations is very important and there is no right or wrong opinion. I think this podcast was truly, truly to educate today's society that not everyone deserves to have a different opinion and that all these opinions are thought through. And it was really nice to see that even though opinions differed, we could establish some middle grounds and didn't start a bar here in the studio. Thanks for coming and thanks for your time. And to the listeners, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope to have you back soon. Uh, for questions and recommendations, you can always contact our Instagram account. See you soon. Have a nice day. Oh.